0: Guys, welcome to the Hungry Podcast. I have with me uh, today. Uh, this is Chris Montanez and uh, yeah, Chris has been in, in the food industry for quite some time. He runs a catering uh, business, uh, Puerto Rican type uh, style. So yeah, really cool, really interesting. Um, pleasure having you on. Thank yeah, thank you for uh, for your time. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you. Absolutely. So yeah, so I was really curious. Uh, so what? what got you into, into food? What got you into, you know, catering or, yeah, what was your, where's your kind of your background,
1: um, for everything? Well, I, I actually started cooking very young. I, I was, um, the cook for a nursing home at 17 years old, um, and kind of started busting my chops there, um, and, and learning the business a little bit. And then, um, just did a lot of cooking privately and then uh, a buddy of mine started a crab cake business Mm. um, talk of the mountain seafood and I was doing their sides and the reviews kept saying the sides could be sold by themselves Um, so I uh, it was rice and beans and things like that but Puerto Rican style (laughs) and as we say in Spanish and people loved it it was a great match Um, and then I added um my dishes my meats uh pork brini um that sort of thing and um it just absolutely took off that is
0: amazing so yeah you kind of just came from that and and then you're just like wow like this is something i can just take to the next level and, and open up like a business and uh and all that stuff
1: absolutely i was waking up at three in the morning to cook and i found myself listening to music and dancing and i said if i can you know, if I can be doing this at three a. M., you know three a.m., I'm I'm uh, content. Probably where I'm supposed to be.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're passionate about something at three a.m., I think you found, yeah, you found your thing. I guess <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so yeah, how did um, so how did you learn to cook? Did you have like relatives that, that taught you
1: this, this style of cooking? And straight from my grandma, my grandmother, and my mother. Um, okay. My grandmother was going through uh, cancer, and oh. um, as she was doing uh, chemo, she had started to realize that her taste buds were going and so she kind of wanted to pass some family recipes off to um you know off to someone and i did a lot of cooking for the family and she chose me so i took all those things that my grandmother taught me and then perfected them with my mother and then put them to work and then kind of tweaked stuff on my own as i was going along oh
0: wow interesting so in terms of like the tweaking so you guys are just trying different Spices, different combinations and and things like that, just to try. Yeah. And and,
1: and until what I thought was I wanted to be able to 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 stay authentic um, and then add a little sweetness to it. Um, The motto for my business actually is our food is sweet, not spicy. Um, So I wanted to make sure that I stayed true to what I was, you know, the the style that I like and what I thought that other people might like, too. So oh. that's what I
0: did. You think, do you feel like that, uh, I don't know, I, I feel like that's very unique because I mean, I've always thought of, like me personally, like just my experience with Puerto Rican food is that it's super spicy. So do you think that's really helped you? Like you have a very specific thing about you that brings customers in and, and things like that?
1: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Because um, not, you know, you're expecting something and then, you know, I do a lot of taste testing people, you know, I'm at a lot of breweries and so forth and people come through and they're looking, and they're like, ah. Uh, and then I, when I give them the taste test, I say, wow, I was expecting this mm-hmm. and it wasn't anything what you were expecting. So it's always a, a pleasant surprise. That's every really time. awesome. And I feel
0: like people probably don't forget that. Like, you know, I, I don't, I probably wouldn't forget that. I'd be like, yo, like, why did I have this sweet Puerto Rican food? Like, what was that guy's name? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, basically
1: how it happens every time. They're like, hold on, you know, what was that? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's, so it's one of one of the joys for me is, you know, every time when you look out and people are just like, when they say, wow, I give yeah. somebody a taste and they're like, wow. And then, then I know, you know what I mean? I just, I, I'm also a high school football coach. So I mm-hmm. make the touchdown sign every time somebody, um, every time somebody takes a bite of my food and they say, wow, I just put up two arms touchdowns. I see it.
0: <laughs> Do you, I, I, was actually, I actually kind of wanted to ask you about that. So with the, the coaching and uh, what you do in, in your business, is there any kind of like similarities, like overlaps with like managing a team or anything
1: like that or anything that you've been able to
0: transition? Attention
1: to detail. Yeah. Attention to detail. you got to make sure, you know, um, restaurant food is about consistency, right? You want to make sure that if you go to Texas Roadhouse or whatever, that the rolls taste the same or, mm. you know, the steak tastes the same every time. Yeah. So it's a consistency. You know, if I run an offense, I want the offense to look the same every time. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I want I want everything the same every time so that, you know, people can't say, wow, I went and I had this, but it didn't taste the same time when I had this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So consistency and attention to detail. Absolutely. is, You know, those things correlate quite well.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm always interested. I'm always interested to hear about that kind of stuff because we actually had someone on the, the podcast. I think it was two episodes ago. Uh, he went from racing, like, cars and building, like, out cars and stuff. And and then he went into the in, the restaurant industry. And at first, I was like, all right, so how does this even relate? But it actually relates in more ways than you would expect. Like, it's cool to see, like, how, I don't know, how you can just, like, transition those skills and everything like that. Um, I know it's pretty interesting. Um, yep. So you were saying earlier that you enjoy – so I guess, yeah, so what kind of uh, motivates – You the most? Is it mostly just making the food, or just seeing like people's expressions
1: after trying the food, or what? Yeah, what really? uh... Yeah, always. I think always the reaction. Um, I think that I've become a reaction junkie of sorts. You know what I mean? (laughs) As my food has become more popular, um, and people taste it, and and, you know they're they become surprised by it. It's just like every time the reaction from somebody totally different. Uh, Mm -hmm. You could put me in the middle of a country brewery and you know, or a city brewery and you'll get the same reaction, mm. you know what I mean? And that's what you want, you know what I mean? You want people to be, like I said, consistency. It's like, yeah. wow, you know what I mean? And so it's a, always the wow factor I'm looking for.
0: You know? I see. So how, how kind of quickly, like from the time that you opened up this catering business until you, you consider yourself just very like, I guess, busy with like just a lot of events and the word just really got out there. like. How did that kind of, like, happen? Like, how did that, was that just people? It,
1: it, it, it literally was two months. Wow. And in two months, in my third month, I'm, you know, I'm out, you know, uh, by recommendations. And then later on, I'm, you know, doing stuff with radio stations that, you know, I mean, it just got crazy because wow. it was one of the owners of the brewery. You know, I had went to his place for the first time and he said, you know, uh, you know, DC 101 is coming out. You have to be there. You have to be there. Right. You know what I mean? That was just like, you know, it was just, I, I was like, okay, you made it. You know what wow. I mean? It was like, okay, you made
0: it. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, word travels fast. <laughs> I mean, that's really cool. Um, yeah, I guess they're just hitting you up all the time with different events and just people you've you've met and things like that. You know, Absolutely,
1: to... and I just traveled from brewery to brewery and now I don't, you know, there was a time when I used to reach out to folks, you know, hey, can I come here, you know, that sort of thing. Right. But now it's, hey, will you come to us? That's and, awesome. you know, that's what it's all about, I suppose. Yeah, that's the, the best place point.
0: to be is just where they come to you and you don't have to, like, go after people as much. Um, so is, is this all just basically, like, food festivals and things like that? Or do you do, like, special events like weddings and...
1: Um, everything. I do there. everything from weddings to food festivals to, um, like I said, a lot of breweries and that sort of thing. So... I run the gamut on everything that I do it's a a large swath of stuff
0: awesome awesome. so I guess with all this um, success and just you know building all this and everything like that is there any particular thing or things that are really challenging that you're kind of dealing with or um, anything like that
1: yeah yeah so for me like right now what I'm running into is that um, I'm having to say no Okay. because I can become overwhelmed sometimes you know what I mean so there's some times when you know there's um a bigger event or multiple events on the same day and I've done it where I've okay. had a catering deal you know two catering deals in one day you know within a couple hundred people um but it's extremely difficult yeah and you know what it's stressful on all you know all around me so you yeah. know that that's saying no sometimes you know is just just because of the sheer number of things that I've been doing is has been a little difficult.
0: Oh, I see. So, yeah, you can handle kind of so much. So I'm, I'm actually curious. So how, how big is your team? Like how many people kind of cook to serve all those people?
1: Right now, when we are at maximum and I got everything going, I have a team of four. But wow. the team of four is absolutely exceptional. So we, wow. like I said, we're starting at 3 in the morning. We're at it. We're doing different stuff with, you know, prepping. We do a lot of prep the night before, too. So, the wow. um, team of four is absolutely amazing.
0: That's amazing. Like, that's so much work to be put in the food. But I'm sure people can tell, like, when they taste it, it's just, it makes a huge difference, I'm sure. Like, it's just,
1: yeah. Absolutely. The one thing that was, like, you know, Latin, you know, I'm, I know it's the Latin thing, it's Italian thing that all, the food is made with love, right? Right. So, it's over time. And if yeah. you're spending that much time over the stove with what you're cooking, you know, it's easy to make a 30 minute you know, thing of rice or yeah. stuff like that. But when you're starting at three in the morning, your event is until four and you're putting that much time into it. You know what I mean? You really, mm-hmm. you know, you've invested everything you've had into that moment at the end. So,
0: Wow. That's, it's very interesting that you say that because pretty much a lot of these interviews that we've had, it's kind of a common thread where people will be like, basically the, the love and the the caring and, and those traditions that, you know, from the roots of, you know, some different cultures and things like that. Um, it's very important for that to, to continue on because it's kind of forgotten nowadays. Um, I know personally, like where I live in Philadelphia, uh, we have some of the best food uh, and very diverse too, but uh, a lot of the roots are forgotten and uh, it's really, you can really tell the difference between a 30 minute rice and something that's you know, was passed on from generations and was really prepared uh, the best way and and thoroughly and, and, you know, love was put into it. And um, yeah, it just makes a, a huge, huge difference. So it's cool that you're able to, from your grandmom, be able to just carry that on. And uh, yeah, because it, it can be forgotten, I think, a lot of the time. So uh, yeah, it's really cool. So I'm trying to see. So what else do we? Oh, so what is your uh, favorite dish that, that you create or that you have created?
1: Um, well, I, um, I make something, um, it, it, it's bistec, okay, in Spanish, but what it is, is it's um, steak and onions, um, and because I um, have a sweet food, most people use yellow onions or mm-hmm. shallots or some stuff like that, I use Vidalia sweet onion, right, so at the end of you know and i i I cook it over time Mm -hmm. so it's a it it, it, it's in a sauce which um kind of softens the steak and this gets people every time i ask them i say have you ever had a steak that you can cut with a plastic spoon and they're like i don't know and i'm like here's the plastic spoon and here you go wow and every time they're like wow you know so like i say it's that one thing it's like wow wow you know what i mean and that um that is my favorite dish just because at the end um, what you would think would taste, you know, steaky or, you know what I mean? I, I use, um, a, a bit of vinegar where you have vinegar taste, it tastes like sugar.
0: Mm. So the
1: sugars from the Vidalia onion really seep in and I use a lot of it. So what it, it just seeps into the meat. And so what it ends up mm. being is like this tenderized piece of beef that tastes like sugar. It's outstanding.
0: Oh man. you I haven't eaten uh, breakfast yet so <laughs> I am super hungry right now. <laughs> that that sounds amazing. Yeah, like um so yeah, it's like, again it's just like that surprise like just I mean I mean I know I'll be surprised by that. That's really cool. You you just take a plastic spoon and you just yeah, you can just like eat a steak and it's
1: and I and I t- you know lies you put it in there and it's so tender. You can take the toughest kind of steak. So normally what the type of steak that I would use yeah. is a cube Right. And so cube steak, you know, is in the, the, um, the tenderest kind of meat, but Mm -hmm. after I'm done with it, you can cut it with a plastic spoon.
0: Wow. That's amazing. Um, so I was actually curious too, like, kind of going back to the growth of, of everything like that. Uh, was this all word of mouth or did you have any kind of like presence like online that, that helps you uh, get more customers? Or like, well, yeah, what was the whole story of just you getting your name out there and getting?
1: Uh, well, you know? it was a little bit of word of mouth and um, I consider myself to be a bit of a Facebook junkie. Okay. Um, so in being in several groups and that sort of thing, I um, started a page and um, learned how to use the page um, and learned how to take pictures of my food. And start just promoting that. Um and then getting it out to the right groups. We have some foodie groups and some mm. large just community groups. And every time I did you know, I put something out there, and you know, I thought that I you know, I played with words and that sort of thing. And, you know, next thing you know, um I'm getting like, you know, six thousand, twelve thousand views a week um on my page. Wow. And it's just totally just that that was you know that that the foodie groups were were helpful because you know people want you know hey what do you know about what's in your area what's good and you get in there a couple of times and um, you know you get a couple of people to eat your food and it all takes off it
0: takes off yeah that's that's the that's the thing because I guess get, getting those initial customers and just providing a very good product and service and the word just spreads like crazy from there. I mean, people, I mean, if people have a really good experience with something, like they don't forget it and they talk about it. And um, it's amazing uh, how fast word can just travel. Um, and, and especially when you have, I guess, Facebook to get that initial attention. Um, yeah, that's a really cool thing.
1: So and now we've added Instagram and Twitter as well. So oh, really? now we're, yeah, now we have a total social media presence. So um, we're everywhere.
0: Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, I guess that's like content from like the events and everything, and
1: the dishes and
0: all that. That's awesome. Um, Cool. So uh, another thing I was really curious uh, for you was how how have you seen the the food, or how how has the food scene and the the culture changed over time uh, in the DC area? Like, what have you seen? Is it very yeah?
1: What is it like? It's very multicultural. Okay. It's very multicultural you can go from Korean barbecue to um, to uh, puerto Rican food to to uh, you know Vietnamese food I mean it's just it's very multicultural El Salvadorian food and, and everybody's kind of everywhere nobody's mm. stuck anywhere Northern Virginia is so big and there's so many people that you're able to touch so many places I mean mm. and nobody is it's one of these places where, the food truck scene is very hot, mm. and that's because you got Google coming in, um, or Amazon coming in, oh, and yeah. uh, you know just as we develop Northern Virginia, you got to remember uh, where we are. This is basically um, the defense corridor, mm-hmm. so you have people coming in. Washington D.C. is nearby, so all the political scene. So there's just this big multicultural um, food scene, and it's just grown and grown and grown and grown. And grown along as the breweries, micro breweries grow too the food scene grows even bigger oh, because yeah. they use us to get folks in the door, um, you know, uh, you know, to, to eat and drink at the same time.
0: Mm. Yeah. There's actually uh, where I live, there's a, there's a taco uh, stand and I can tell you firsthand that it works for me and my friends every single time. <laughs> um, and I, and I actually do remember, I think it's on the mall, like the, regular like during the summertime the mall there's like just a whole bunch of like food trucks that just come out and they're all just so diverse i mean it's just amazing and the food quality is is incredible from yeah. um and it's like yeah there's like african food there's italian there's um yeah like asian food
1: foods uh it's just you know, a lot of fusion stuff where yeah. people are taking you know cultures and then mixing them together you know what mm. i mean which is which is awesome you know awesome to see
0: yeah so is it safe to say that you know you're you found your place, you found your your spot, like location wise?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I yeah, absolutely. You. I think I'm where I'm supposed to be. And you know, it's funny because um, there's no timetable for that, right? Mm-hmm. As you grow, you know, when you get to adulthood, um, you go through trials and tribulations. You kind of go through all kinds of stuff. Nobody hands you the manual and says, "Hey, you're gonna you're gonna find it at this age." You mm-hmm. know, I and mean? here I am at 47 years old. You know, and a couple years ago, somebody was like, bam, here's your calling. And here I am.
0: Wow. That's amazing. So were you, were you always in Virginia? Like pretty much your whole life?
1: Uh, I was born actually in Buffalo, New York and uh, moved to Virginia when I was seven. So I've been in Northern Virginia since I was uh, uh, actually nine years old.
0: Nine years old. Okay. Gotcha. That's amazing. So I, I, yeah, I'm kind of jumping a little bit. So in terms of like where the business is now, um, and obviously you're getting a lot of uh, events and, and things that you're involved with. What, where do you, are you trying to expand the business like in the future or like what, like what's your overall vision of uh, your catering business and everything?
1: You know what? Actually, I, 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 that is, the, the goal is to expand. I, um, I, I see myself um, with several brick and mortars. And touching places, um, you know, uh, in Florida, in New York, um, mm. in Dallas, where there's these large uh, Puerto Rican populations. And then being able to cross over, um, as I have done here, mm. um, just to um, to get an initial base and then bring people in um, to, to taste a different type of food. I, I totally see myself as a Chipotle someday. A taste of Puerto Rico everywhere. I love it.
0: Yeah, I, I actually I used to work at uh Chipotle and I'm sure I'm sure you're much much better than uh the, they have.
1: That's you know what? I think I am anyways. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like well just the way you're describing everything. I mean it sounds amazing. So what's what's the next location um that you're you're looking at, do you think? Or is it between a couple of different
1: Well, I'd like to do um I'd like to get into New York first. New York. Um, I, I think that um if you can get into New York and you can succeed in New York, you can pretty much go anywhere you want to. So, uh, okay. I'd like I'd like that to be a place where I could go back and and make it happen there. Awesome.
0: So yeah, New York City, like any particular area in New York City, because I mean it's pretty diverse. So yeah,
1: I it look. is pretty diverse. I I'd like to get in. Um, th- I do have friends um, in Washington Heights, um, okay. which is you know more Dominican than that, it, but it's um it, it's a Anywhere in the city would be great. Anywhere where I'm able to get you know, visibility and have people come in and just try something new, that's where I'll be.
0: That's awesome. Well, uh, yeah, thank you uh, so much uh, for your time and everything like that. It's really interesting just hearing your story and everything. We've, we haven't had someone that does uh, catering, and very specifically Puerto Rican catering with a sweet twist. So. Um, yeah, thank you so much for uh, for being on. It was, it was amazing just hearing your story. And uh, I know we're, we're going to definitely be in touch. So I wanted to ask you, so do you have any, like, uh, kind of plugs, like any website? Or I know you said you're on Facebook and Instagram and everything like that. Do you want to just leave that uh, for anyone just listening?
1: Yeah, on Instagram, it's uh, Taste of PRC. Um, and then on Facebook, it's a, ta- a Taste of Puerto Rico Catering uh, with a big Puerto Rican flag on it. Can't miss it.
0: Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, thank you so so much for uh, for being on.
1: I appreciate you Alex. Thanks for having me, buddy. Awesome.